Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, Upwest, and Hippo Insurance. Welcome to episode 97, and we have a very special guest, Lisandro Brill, a Latin America venture capitalist. Lisandro is one of the pioneers of the venture capital industry in Latin America. He is focused on creating and investing in companies that improve the lives of people around the world, especially in developing areas, and his investments have amounted to multiple exits and IPOs. He holds a BA in economics from University of Buenos Aires and an MPA from Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Lissandra Brill, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure. It's so great to have you. I'm so excited to learn as much as I can over these next 20 minutes about your, your you know, so, so fascinating life as a journalist, television, and then, and then going on to venture capital. You've made some incredible investments, you know, an expert on Latin America. Uh, and I just want to hear as many stories as I can fit into these 20 minutes. Lissandro, take me back to your days of journalism. Who are you? I studied economics uh, at the University of Buenos Aires in Argentina and never expected to be a journalist, but I started as a journalist in economic section of a major newspaper in Argentina. But I never wanted to be a journalist, so I made my degree at Harvard uh, years, years afterwards. Came As back everybody to does, of course. Well, it's a second-class <laughs> university there at the East Coast of the United States. And, I heard about uh, it, yeah. I came back to Argentina and... Um, and I became unexpectedly, when I was 32 years old, the Secretary of State for Foreign Trade for the Nation. And uh, this was absolutely unexpected for me after graduating from Harvard. And, uh, and during my four, 10 years tenure at the government, I reached the conclusion that really the problem that I was facing in Latin America was that there was not investment capital for pushing the talent of Latin America towards global markets. And this was venture capital. So wait, wait, wait. explain to me, so, so dumb it down for me. You, you're sitting there, you're, you're working within the government, you're overlooking, you're overlooking what's happening. And what is this realization again? You realize that the, that the innate problem of the emerging markets is that there's just not enough venture capital? I would say that for emerging markets that want to expand themselves into value-added products, into innovation, there was no venture capital. Okay. And, and I thought that venture capital was a crazy idea because when I was the student at Harvard, there was a guy there that invented uh, to, to do the simulation of the cases. Uh, and so I plugged in his software, was a classmate of mine, in my Apple II 764K, this was in 1980. And this was the invention of the electronic uh, spreadsheet. It didn't exist, the electronic spreadsheet. This was invented as the, under the name of VisiCalc. Yeah. After, you were not born. No. Nope. Afterwards, afterwards came uh, Multiplan. After came Lotus. And Lotus was fantastic <laughs> because you, you could key in, uh, uh, in your keyboard and transform a, a, a bunch of numbers into a graph interactively. And this was Lotus, and all this is all story. Everybody now is under Excel. But the concept of electronic spreadsheet was invented at the Harvard Business School between a, 
a, a person that wanted to save time in preparing the cases uh, and a guy from MIT. I crossed the river to the Kennedy School of Government and imagine what happened. There was a huge discussion there. Huge discussion was, well, listen, well, this was 1980. Listen, who owns the patent? And the discussion was the patent should be owned one third by the inventor, one third by the laboratory of, of the Harvard University, and one third by the university endowment as a whole. And when this was fixed, how to split the, the, the ownership of the patent, the guy received millions of dollars to develop a genome project. So I thought this is crazy ideas that happen only in the States. But I came back to Argentina, Latin America, and I realized that if Latin America wants to develop entrepreneurial innovative projects in technology, we should join the, the venture capital world. And so I started venture capital in 19, I would say, 89. Now, Alessandro, I just want to point out that you, I mean, we almost just went past it, but you were sitting there working, you know, meeting and discussing entrepreneurship with the person that invented, you know, the, the technology behind the, the first spreadsheets. But but you're getting this inspiration and you're sitting there and you're understanding like, wow, all this entrepreneurial spirit here in Cambridge, we, why don't we have this in Latin America? You arrived there in 1989. What is the entrepreneurial scene over there? And what is the venture capital scene when you go back over there? Oh, this venture capital didn't exist in Latin America at all. I, I am one of the founders of Endeavor, which is an NGO that promotes entrepreneurship in Latin America. It's the equivalent of the Kaufman Foundation. Yeah. And when this was invented, I reached one guy. This was in 1998 that was an entrepreneur. Wow. And so the guy uh, was, I, re I was receiving his office by the assistant. And, uh, and the assistant said, listen, there's here a guy on the name of Peter Kerner and Linda Rottenberg from U.S. that come with Lisandro Brill. They want to do venture capital. They are here with a backpack. They are very <laughs> people, very nice. But I, I don't know what, what they do. It seems that venture capital is something like adventure tourism in Patagonia, Latin America. So people didn't understand a clue of what venture capital was about. And, uh, and when I wanted to reach an, a, a family office, this happened to me also in, 19, in 1992 explaining what venture capital that we have to do incubation for startups. After 20 minutes of discussion, the guy that was a, an old guy said, listen, I still do not understand in this incubator what kind of chicken you are growing. <laughs> <laughs> so venture capital world did not exist in Latin America till I would say 1998 with all the boom of the internet, that was developed when uh, e-commerce just blew out. Right. And, uh, and so I was able to, to raise my first fund. My first one was, he was uh, underwritten by Higgs Newstead first out of Dallas, Texas. They were in love with Argentina. They love Buenos Aires. They love entrepreneurial spirit. They love it. And say, how is it possible? We have to bring venture capital there. And this was the very first venture capital fund, I would say, in Latin America. We wow. invested $20 billion. And one of the first companies we invested is very well known by you because came out from Stanford University, founded by a guy on the name of Marcos Calperin, who just did a copy of eBay, Amazon, and created Mercado Libre. 
Per capita vivere oggi in Latin America, which is only 6% or 7% of Latin America is under e-commerce, but today is valued 49 billion dollars and it's just eating the market of retail in the region, not only with e-commerce, but also with financial services. So this provides an example that entrepreneurship can happen in this part of the world, that can develop if adequate funding is available, especially if you have funds and, and VCs and GPs, you know, partners that know how to, to grow companies. Of course, and now you're actually co-founder of, you know, the Latin America uh, segment of J Ventures, which we're both a part correctly, of. Correctly, because my family came from uh, prosecuted from programs from, from Ukraine in 1905. So there is a Jewish community of 250,000 people. It's third after U.S. in, in America is the following community of Jewish people. I belong to this community and I was very much uh, really uh, motivated by the vision of Odette Hermoni, Laura Lauder and Jim Koshland to connect the diaspora of us people to help develop our strength in our community with the, with the activity of doing business, which is the same thing that my father did in 1950s. Wow. I remember my father, when I, he used to, to go around the world doing business in trade, and I said, father, but you don't speak English. And he said, well, it is not needed because I do speak Yiddish. Do you hashtag Yiddish? Yes. Yes, I do. So he, he, he created businesses because he, he networked with the Jewish community around the world. It's an old tradition of our community, yes. Wow. Okay, Lissandro, give me your insight into the Latin America uh, entrepreneurial and venture capital scene today. You know, coming in from, from Israel and from the U.S., I don't get exposed too much to what's happening in Latin America. Uh, you know, the closest, the closest I've been there is, is to go around and, and meet entrepreneurs and, and VCs in Mexico to try and get a little bit of the taste of, of what are the challenges of emerging markets? Because is it considered an emerging market, a developing market that is still not mature? yet? I, I'm assuming it is, but I, I just want to make sure. Venture capital is embryonic in Latin America. It's very easy. Latin America is 600 million people. 50% is Brazil. That's, they do speak Portuguese. 50% is Spanish-speaking Latin America. And the most important countries are Brazil in Portuguese, Mexico, Argentina, Colombia, and afterwards, the rest. So, Venture capital is starting in Latin America. Uh, by far, the most important country is Brazil. We have minimum 30 funds in Brazil, very much supported originally by the government, but also by the investors from the Silicon Valley. You have Casec, Monashis, Redpoint are the names of the games here. In Mexico, I am a partner uh, with Alta, Alta Ventures and Dallas Capital. They are based there, a venture partner in Dallas. And uh, it's a smaller country, but this, I would say that Brazil and Mexico are the two only countries in Latin America that can develop the J-curve of venture capital. That means companies domestically that can grow to the size of being big plays. So, for example, you have the, our most famous case, maybe Nubank, that is $40 billion market cap, is a, a fintech company in Brazil, but you have Didi which is the Uber originally of Brazil that was sold to Didi in China for a billion dollars. 
And you have in Mexico companies such as Clip, that is the square right. that you have in, in, the, in the US, but they are valued well above half a billion dollars today. Wow. And, um, and, uh, and of course, this is a part of the story which is deals basically with IT, with software. I am now pushing a lot, bringing Israeli technologies and Silicon Valley technologies invested by J Ventures to Latin America in the agri-food tech space. We have a nice company there in, uh, in J Ventures based in Monte View or Palo Alto on the name of Bihiro that is trying to enter Latin America because they do pollinization and they increase the productivity of crops by 30%. Incredible. So could you imagine how much contribution you can make to food security around the world? And saving bees around the world, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. And Argentina and Brazil are great places for, for crop production. We, we can feed in the world minimum 2 billion people. Uh, and we are only, let's say, 200 million people, 250 million people inhabitants. So we have the capacity because you have the Incredible. technology there, you have the artificial intelligence, but in order to embed proteins into something that is called food, you need land and water so far. And Israel nor California have land or water to feed and create these proteins. This is being done here in South America as a major destination. So what do you just, I just want to clarify, you just said that in, the, in the Latin America, there are places that accumulate to about 200 million citizens, a population of 200 million, but the land and the, the potential is to grow food that can, fit, that can feed 2 billion? Yes, I, uh, yes, because, because Argentina is a country of 40 million people and can, has land and water with the adequate technology to feed a billion people. It sounds and like Brazil, it sounds like a gold mine, and it sounds like an uh, it sounds like these places have so much incredible potential. That why are pe why are entrepreneurs you know wasting their time here in Palo Alto you know building a new new uh, social apps for millions of people if they can go to Latin America and work on problems that can feed billions? It sounds like it's it's mu it's a much better idea to go to Latin America and, and do technology there. No. Well, uh, is an untapped continent. So I would say that our role, your role, Matthias, the role of J Ventures, is exactly to connect these communities with the philosophy, you know, of Tikkun Olam. Yes, no, 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 of course. As, as others like to say, Odette Hermoni likes to say, as Laura Lover likes to say, yep. as Ronald Cohen likes to say, that we listened to him last, last week. And, uh, and of course, there's a lot of opportunity in as much as you partner with people that know how to cope with our characteristics. Because you take a New York guy that went to Harvard or to Stanford and he lands in Beersheba and he lands in Tel Aviv, I am sure that he will not come with a Shushuspa yeah. culture. Right. He will have to adapt, he will have to partner, so, so I would say that the secret is to have a global thinking to capture opportunity and have the, the, the knowledge and experience to, 
to act locally, to deliver globally. Wonderful. Okay, Lissandra, so you know, I came to Stanford from my military service. A lot of my friends went to go do startups and go work, but I, I felt that I didn't understand what are the biggest problems that the world needs to be solved and, and what are the biggest things in Tikkun Ulam that I can do that are both profitable, but also have a great impact, for great net positive impact for the world. And, you know, so I'm taking you up on this offer. I'm it, finishing it, here. It's about food. It's about health. Is about housing. Okay, so Alessandro, the deal is that I'm finishing up this degree here, and then I'm coming to Latin America. Uh, I, I'm taking you as a mentor, and you're telling and you're showing me how I can use deep technology to solve big problems in your continent. More than welcome. Okay. I can invest of you. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, Alessandro, that amazing. We we have this on record, so this is fantastic. But I want to spend the next five minutes or so talking about your passions. What what are you truly excited about as an investor, as an entrepreneur, as a thinker, as a tikkun olam maker? My passion is human development and progress. What does that mean? Uh, um. Human development and progress is to, to live in a world where basic needs in terms of nutrition, 1,500 calories per person, education, 15 years of education guaranteed, uh, health, access to health as you have in Israel or right. as you have in Kaiser Permanente there in, in California. And let's say 25 square meters per person for living. Once you have this, you are assured that you have the freedom to choose and become a free person, a citizen of the world. I love this. And do you, and do you know who invented this concept of developing economics with a, this human development approach? This was invented in Silicon Valley by a guy who was a human psychologist on the name of Maslow. I, I was just about to say the Maslow Pyramid, which talks about this idea that you need the foundations before you can reach fulfillment. So, so connect. my passion is to connect venture capital with the Abraham Maslow Pyramid to develop human needs, to push for human freedom on a global scale. Wow. And this is the only, in my judgment, guarantee for security. Wow. Unbelievable. So, so does that guide your investment strategy and the types of projects that you're working on? Obviously, you're taking up your precious time and you're working also with J Ventures, an early stage fund. But, but is, this from a, is this from a mindset of I'm going to take on projects that have the potential to reach me meaningful net positive outcomes on the I, human uh, lives? I, I, I'm always driven by impact investing. Okay. Uh, during the 90s, early the century, impact investing, the name of the game was creating great companies, creating big companies, uh, and creating endeavor. My NGO that we invented in Argentina, now we are in 25 countries around the world, to promote economic development. But as of today, I would say that creating this wealth has not been enough. Now we have applied to this technology to which called uh, impact investing, which is what we have heard at J Ventures from Ronald Cohen, yes, uh, about the environmental sustainable that have inclusion potential to feed people, to nurture people, to provide for health. I have no it. doubt that food tech and health tech will be major areas of investment because 
family offices, institutional investors are pushing the, the, the venture capital private equity industry to invest in things that make the world more sustainable. A hundred percent. Lissandro, that, I mean, that's just so inspiring to hear. I, before we leave, and I can't believe 20 minutes are almost up. We have just a minute left, but I want to know your three words that you would use to describe yourself. And I'd love an explanation about them because I think that, that your, your mindset is fascinating. Your ambitions are, are incredible. And, and I, I just love this, this notion of going through your journey, both as an entrepreneur, venture capital, you know, government worker, with the mindset of improving humanity and freeing the people from the shackles of, of food, of, of water, of health, of, of living. So, so please, Lissandro, three words that best describe you. A passion for human development to allow for world security, Tikunola. Okay, so Tikunola, so it's, it's all about that. It's all about this, that, that impact. Right. Correct. Right. Okay, Sancho. One tip that you would give me or any other entrepreneur that's starting their journey. You know, impact investing and tikunolam is not necessarily in the mindset of every young entrepreneur today going into this world. So, what is one thing that I should keep in mind as I go through my path? Travel, know the world, connect deeply with the people around the world. Right. Because you have. A fantastic background coming from Israel. You can connect your world, the Stanford world, with these people. And we are now, we are now sure that we live in a global system where right. everything is interconnected. This is the time of the pandemics of COVID. 100%. This is the time that people realize that we are in one world and we have to connect to each other in a positive sum game. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Lissandro, thank you so, so much. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for everything you're doing. And I'm going to see you in Latin America when we work together. Come here. More than welcome. Of course. Take care, Lissandro. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.